0: Welcome to Together for Good, brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Together for Good exists to recognize and uplift the many people working together for the good of San Antonio and the surrounding communities. Now here's the host of Together for Good, Cody Knowlton. Well, hello, and welcome back to Together for Good. This show is being brought to you by the Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio as a part of our mission to honor our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our Baptist heritage by encouraging and funding health-related programs at area nonprofits and churches. Through Together for Good, we connect our audience to the great work these organizations do in our community. Well, most senior adults are reluctant to leave a familiar home or community as they age. They want to stay in the home where they've lived with their families, near churches or community groups they've been a part of for years, or in an area that just feels special to them. Aging in place can be a challenge anywhere, but in rural communities and areas, it can be particularly tricky. The distance between neighbors or community support can be too far for regular check-ins. Grocery stores are further away, and healthy meals can be harder to access. And aging in place can only happen if a home is safe and weatherproof, which can prove a challenge for some seniors. Well, one of the rural areas... That the Baptist Health Foundation serves is Bandera County, uh, which is to the northwest of San Antonio. Almost a third of folks living in Bandera County are over 65 years old. And the county has a widespread population. It averages 26 people per square mile. So, for comparison, Bear County has 1,620 people per square mile. Maintaining a supportive community network can be daunting over that much ground. But today, we're talking with someone who is rising to meet those challenges every day. And that's our good friend, Art Crawford. Art is the CEO of Silver Sage Center in Bandera, Texas. So, Art, we are grateful you've made the trek into San Antonio today. Bandera's not right next door, so it's a little bit of a, a drive. you, so thank you for coming in.
1: Thank you for having me, Cody.
0: Well, Art, what are some of the unique challenges faced by seniors in Bandera County?
1: Well, I think you enumerated several of them in your opening there, and so I don't know that they're that unique. Rural is rural, whether it's Bandera, which is people think we're just right on the outskirts of San Antonio, and we are, but we're Mm -hmm. still a little rural and a little isolated in some of the things you mentioned Grocery stores. There aren't large chain grocery stores in Bandera County. Transportation. There is no regional or local governmental transportation there. So transportation, uh, lack of food, and lack of services. Mm. If you're here in the San Antonio or Bear County area. There's a non-profit doing something for someone on just about every corner. That's Mm -hmm. that's an exaggeration, but in Bandera County, there's not. Those services just aren't there because of the small population. So it's kind of hard for those seniors to access a lot of the things that are easily accessible in a larger area.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about Silver Sage then. I mean, how long have y'all been involved in Bandera? Well, they
1: started uh, back in 1984
0: out of a little county building that
1: the county let them use. Uh, I believe they started off by delivering about seven meals a day back then. They didn't have a kitchen. They actually bought the seven meals a day from a local restaurant, and volunteers went out and delivered them. And then in 2003, they built their own building, Mm -hmm. 2010, their own kitchen.
0: And uh, so it's a whole different story than the seven meals uh, 40 years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, so, of course, y'all do Meals on Wheels to seniors, but you also help with emergency home repair. So how did that come about? That came about by
1: accident, much like uh, we've been doing all weekend. Uh, (laughs) Winter Storm Uri in 2021, when we couldn't go out and deliver meals, we were trying our best. Those of us who had four-wheel drive trucks, we were out trying to deliver as much as we could. And when we finally got thawed out and opened back up, to deliver meals every day, all of our drivers were just coming back and saying, Well, we delivered Mrs. Smith her meal, but all of her pipes are busted. We mm. delivered Mr. Jones's meal, but all of his pipes are busted. Yeah. So we started. Uh, Raising some funds and started going out and fixing people's pipes, that turned into two hundred thirty-one thousand dollars and one hundred and seventy-one homes. Wow! Wow! So it was it was kind of by accident, but we're still in that business and we're out working on home number seventeen,
0: eighteen today oh, from wow. this last weekend. Mm-hmm. So wow, that's incredible! Wow, thank you for doing that. What a added value you bring to Bandera County than just providing meals. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I've been out to your facilities many, many times. And the one thing I remember and notice is the event space or the meeting space you have. So you have a lot of activities going on out there. So Talk to us about those gatherings. I mean, is that just for meals or for other things?
1: Well, it was. It started out as just for meals. Uh, the concept was that it would be a gathering place for seniors, but we really never had anybody to take that to the next level. And for the last 10 years, it had been in our five-year strategic plan to uh, hire an activities director, and we finally accomplished that a few years ago. And so now we have trips... Uh, we have shopping trips. They have movie trips, theaters, museum trips, games, bingo, uh, movie nights, just you name it, they have it going on there now. And so it's become uh, much more of a gathering place for social activities as well as just for the
0: nutrition. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's just amazing. Um, so now, a little birdie told me that you're famous for liver and onions, um, I can't say that I'm a big fan of liver and onions. I believe my mother served that to us uh, a couple of times as, when I was growing up. And yes. uh, based on uh, feedback from the children, I'm not sure we had it much longer after that. But uh, tell us what's your secret on liver and onions. And do you do you cook this for the residents there? I mean, not the uh, residents, but the, the folks that visit you?
1: We do. Uh, it became a request. Somebody had mentioned, you know, how come we never have liver and onions? Like well, you know, because it's hard to cook liver and onions for five hundred people when four hundred ninety-nine of them aren't going to like it. So, and I'm one of those. I, even though I cook it, I don't particularly like it. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, my mother cooked liver and onions, and my mother was an awful cook. Mm-hmm. But my dad was a blessing when weekends when he was home and he got to cook, we ate like kings. And so when my father made liver and onions, he did all the cleaning of the liver the night before and soaked it in buttermilk all night long Mm -hmm. before he cooked it the next morning. And that's how I learned to cook liver and onions. And apparently it makes it better. Uh, I wouldn't swear to that because it's still liver and onions, mm-hmm. no matter what you do to it. Yeah, but we have quite a gathering for liver and onions on a monthly basis. Oh, it's on a monthly basis. Well, One day a month, I, wow. I go into the kitchen and roll up my sleeves and cook liver and onions, and the kitchen staff hate me because there's flour
0: and batter everywhere. Right. I'm <laughs> okay, listeners, you've heard it here first. Buttermilk is the key. Buttermilk's the key to savory liver and onions. Well, Art, how do you think seniors in Bandera County view Silver Sage? Uh, You know, what function does it serve in their lives? Well, I think to some,
1: it's a gathering place, Mm -hmm. uh, a place to go out of boredom. For others, it's truly a lifeline. Uh, We see people come in that literally have nowhere else to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have no families. They have no other resources. And we have been transitioned into more of a resource center for those people, whether it's help them find someone to fix their car, help them find someone to give them a ride to the doctor, help them fill out an application for their Medicare or for their prescriptions or whatever that need might be. We have decided we are going to try to fill it, mm. if it's fillable, that we are going to take that job on. Mm. And so we've become such a resource for so many. It has truly become more of a lifeline. It's it's changed the dynamics of the people that we see coming in there, and it's changed the end result of mm. what happens to the people that come in there. Yeah. Uh, but they don't just leave fed. With a full belly, but hopefully they leave with uh, an education or a resource or a method to get where they need to be Mm. to help them
0: live a more valuable life. Right. When something tells me they have new friends yes. when they leave. And not just those that are there, but, but from staff yes, as well. Absolutely. I mean, y'all probably know more about the people in Bandera County than most people. <laughs>
1: that is very accurate,
0: uh-huh. yes. <laughs> So let's talk numbers, Art. I mean, how many Meals on Wheels clients do y'all serve? And, I mean, do you ever struggle to find enough volunteers to deliver in this uh, heavy traveled area? On numbers, we...
1: It it varies from day to day. I know our total kitchen output runs between 400 and 480 a day, some of that being congregate meals, some of that being uh, home-delivered meals, depending on which day of the week. I think our our meal count's probably close to 300 for home-delivered right now. And volunteers are always a struggle. You mentioned the numbers in Bandera County. Mm -hmm. We live in a county of 20,000 people. Of those 20,000 people... Almost half of them were eligible for Meals on Wheels because of their age, mm-hmm. and most of our volunteers are older and elderly. And we really struggle to keep those volunteers coming, but we manage because it takes a lot to deliver that many meals a day. Mm-hmm. Our furthest delivery is eighty-one mile round trip every wow. day. Wow! But we we did become one of the few. Mills and Wills programs in the state that we have a fleet of eighteen jeeps. Hmm. So when you volunteer for us, we have a jeep waiting, full of gas, fully insured, ready to go deliver those bills. So you're hmm. not taking your car out on some of these really treacherous roads, right. and that has changed the dynamics a lot. I bet so. And but it's it's always I don't want to say a struggle. But it's always kind of right there on the edge. Oh, what happens if somebody can't show up today? Mm -hmm. A staff member jumps in and does it, and we get through it. But it's always nice to have a little padding
0: there. Mm -hmm. Is weather, like what we've currently been experiencing, just rain, not necessarily cold weather, but just rain, does that kind of hamper volunteers showing up? Weather,
1: uh, it does. you Mm -hmm. You know, if they have a little little bit of ice on the road. They don't, you know, they don't feel safe driving in, and we don't want them to. Mm-hmm. And it's usually not so much about the the road conditions as it is about the driveway and house and steps conditions, because mm-hmm. we don't want our volunteers slipping on ice or wet ramps going out and delivering mm-hmm. meals either. So we try to really train them, and we've been really diligently working for the last year or so. To diversify, I guess, would be uh, the kindest word I can think of. Hmm. To diversify our portfolio of volunteers. <laughs> uh, that's a kind way of saying, find some younger folks. Right. <laughs> because we literally have some of our some of our volunteers that are at Deliver Mills are in their 80s. Hmm. But they love it. And we want them to be there and we want them to do it. But we're also concerned about them. And At some point, the next generation is going to have to start seeing and learning and knowing so that this goes on forever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today on Together for Good. Again, this show is being brought to you by the Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. And I'm your host, Cody Knowlton. And today uh, we are talking with Art Crawford from Bandera, Texas. Art is the CEO of Silver Sage Center, and he's telling us about all the great work they're doing there. Uh, So, Art, let's, let's keep talking here. Can you tell me more about your veterans' services?
1: So the Veterans Program is one of a couple of brand new programs that we've started this year, our social services program, and that kind of fed right into a veterans program. And it's funded through the Texas Veterans Commission. And it is a financial aid grant where if there is a veteran or a surviving spouse of a veteran, which many of our Meals and Wheels recipients are, uh, this grant allows us to help them financially with their rent, their mortgage, uh, utility bills. Uh, car payments, a few various medical expenses. Basically, it's, it's a financial aid package for veterans and spouses of veterans in rural Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have one full-time veterans officer there that's working that grant, and it has been another lifeline for so many of those veterans that live out in our area.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's talk about geography one more time. You know, how does Bandera County communities function differently uh, then urban neighborhoods? I mean, does that affect your ability to extend services?
1: I think it does. Uh, I, I know every week when I turn in my receipts to our financial office and they see my gas receipts, and they want to know, where, you know, where did you go? And, you know, two or three trips to Lake Hills this week, and a trip to Wharton's Dock every day, and I've, I've gone to Dallas twice, basically. <laughs> and so it's, it's rural. The Internet is not highly available in much of bandera county it's mm-hmm. getting better but it's not there yet uh there is no transportation there is no uber there is no lyft there, is, there are no via buses we do have the art bus thanks to acog uh, but that's one bus serving a lot of people and that's mostly booked up for doctor's appointments and things like that so the transportation is very limited Uh, to get people where they need to go to get the services they need to get. And the other side of that coin is a lot of people are living in those areas because they don't want to be served Mm -hmm. or they want to be a little more isolated. The areas are becoming more and more populated with people that were not originally from Bandera County. We're seeing people move in and they are kind of moving in out there because they think it's totally off the grid. And it is totally off the grid to some degree, but then when it freezes and they don't have food or water, they do come out of the woods, so to speak. And we mm-hmm. do see them and we do try to help them as best we can. But again, we're a senior center. That's what we were built as. That's what we were designed as. We're not a homeless shelter, uh, though we were this weekend when <laughs> it was cold. Uh, we opened our doors. We had seven people there Saturday night. I don't remember. We were there for five nights, four nights, I think. So the people are out there. And the services the, the services in Bandera County are limited. Mm-hmm. And... Sometimes I think that's a good thing. Sometimes I think that's a bad
0: thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just is what it is. Yeah. Art, what's one change that you would love to see in your community, and how would it improve the lives of seniors?
1: Wow, I think that goes back to uh, several of the previous questions. The one thing that could be improved drastically would be our local government uh, involvement Mm -hmm. in funding. Uh, Some of the services that need to be offered, I know in the larger counties, your county funds certain things. Uh, Our county doesn't. Uh, Our county does not have a homeless shelter, nor does it have anyone in the county government that deals with homeless people. Mm -hmm. We don't have a women's shelter. We don't have a battered women's. We don't have any mental health services at all in our county, state, local, federal, government-funded at all, period. So these people have to go somewhere else to get those appointments. Most of them, again, go back to transportation, no rides, no car. Mm -hmm. They miss their appointments. They don't get their prescriptions refilled. Now they're out on the street getting arrested. we got a crime problem. We don't really have a crime problem. We have a people problem. Mm -hmm. And we have an area... That is not very forward thinking in trying to deal with those issues. They keep thinking that someone like the Silver Sage is going to deal with it or they're just going to go away. Silver Sage can't financially deal with every problem that walks in the door in Bandera County. And those problems aren't going to go away. So if I could change anything, I would change our state, local, county, government officials' attitudes about open your eyes and see what's really going on and figure out, do we really need a new arena, or do we really need to help these
0: people? Mm -hmm. What are some common misconceptions you think younger generations have about aging and senior adults? Well, uh, I
1: think the younger generation doesn't see the value that we see, and I don't think they realize that they're going to be there. I didn't realize it 10 years ago, but I'm getting really close.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, I, yeah, I'm getting really close to being old. Yeah. And it didn't seem that way that long ago. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they realize that we're all going to be there if we're lucky enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think they realize the value that these folks have to offer to sit at the bedside or chair side of someone. <laughs> who can tell me stories of the wars and the lives and the depression and those things and to learn from those people and to learn how to live through that type of adversity. I think our young people are missing the boat Mm -hmm. on that. And I get it. They're not electronics. They're not gadgets. They're not games. Mm -hmm. They're people and they're old and they may smell bad. Mm -hmm. Their house may not be clean. But that's what real life's all about, and mm-hmm. I hope someday that they'll all come to learn that and yeah. appreciate
0: that. Yeah. Can you tell us a story of someone who walks in your, your place?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, I guess I'll tell you the quick one that, that probably had one of the biggest effects on me, and I have a hard time telling it without getting emotional myself. So I was probably more like one of those young people even when I was doing this job mm-hmm. many years ago. Uh, I've always had a deep love for the elderly. But when I became full-time at the Silver Saints, there was a gentleman who called every day, griping about his food and how it was this and it was that and it was wrong. And he didn't like it. Nobody wanted to take his call because he was going to be mean. He was going to just be awful to talk to. And there was going to be no consoling him. And so they started passing these calls off to me. They are like, give it to him. He's the new guy. Give it to him. (laughs) So after about three days of phone calls, I drove out to see the gentleman. Yeah. And I drove up to this beautiful, beautiful big ranch out in the Medina area. But the further I drove into the ranch, the more dilapidated it became. By the time I got to the house, I could tell that at one time it was a really, really nice home. By the time I got to his bedroom, where he was bedfast, mm-hmm. living with esophageal cancer, being able to look out his bedroom window at his life deteriorating, I kind of understood why he was so angry. <laughs> and I had been there before in a health situation that I had been in when I had a diagnosis and I had gotten angry. Mm -hmm. And I took that out on my wife and my family for quite some time before I learned how to deal with it. But in my situation, I had an out. I was getting better. I was still able to do the things I could do. I was able to do therapy. He wasn't. He's laying in that bed watching himself die, Mm -hmm. watching his world fall down around him. And yeah, we're the ones he called because... We're the only person he knew to call. We're the ones who were bringing him food. And we were bringing him pretty crappy food. So after a conversation with him, I'm like, okay, you got esophageal cancer. You can't eat this. What do you want? He's like, I want some pudding. What kind of pudding do you want? I want this kind from ATB. It has to be the lime green, blah, 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 blah. Went and bought that pudding and started delivering him that pudding and some chicken broth and things like that every day. And I would go visit him. Uh, Week after week after week, I would go visit him. And uh, his wife, who took care of him, she was very elderly herself, and she fell uh, when she went to the post office. She slipped and fell on the ice and broke her hip. And so she ended up in a rehab. And so I was going out every day to take care of him, to feed him, and to help him with his bathroom and things like that, because there was no one else to do it Mm -hmm. uh, until I finally got some health care out there to take care of it. But Christmas Day... My wife and I were celebrating Christmas alone, and I said, do you mind if I go see this gentleman? And I went and saw him, and he was like, is there any chance you could take me to the nursing home to see his wife? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I couldn't. Uh, it took me hours to get him out of that bed and into my car and get him to the nursing home. But he said, could you stay me up so I can kiss her one last nice time?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He died the next day. mm mm-hmm. I think that's what turned me from a, I don't know, I, I, I think it took a lot of my apathy and turned it into empathy, just that two-month relationship with that mean old man.
0: Mm. Art, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. That uh, The impact you are making is tremendous, and that's just one story among many, I'm sure you can tell, that would bring tears to your eyes like it is currently and tears to all of our eyes and so that's what silver sage is all about and it's because of people like you and others that work with you that you know it's not you know just fulfilling the mission which is delivering meals but it's that extra value that that people touch that that makes the difference so so thank you thank you uh, for doing that can you give us a website uh, quickly here that our listeners can go to to, to support you, to, to volunteer, all those kind of things, or a phone uh, call? Just absolutely.
1: Just Silversage.org. Well, that's easy www. Enough. SilverSage.org. Okay. We'd love to hear
0: from you. Awesome. Art, let me close this in a word of prayer today. Dear Lord, we're so grateful for you. We're so grateful for Silver Sage, for Art, for his staff, and uh, for every person that crosses the threshold into Silver Sage to uh, receive support and love and friendship. We just pray for this great organization in Bandera County that they would continue to be sustained and supported and uh, have everything they need to be everything they need to be uh, to the residents of Bandera County. Lord, we lift up Art. We lift up his board. We lift up the volunteers and the staff as they do this work day in and day out, um, and then to O. Art's point about the extra things they do uh, that sometimes go unseen that are the, the personal touch for someone that needs uh, that extra bit of love and care. And so we pray for them. Pray you'd give them uh, what they need to be successful. Uh, go with us the rest of this day, Lord, and we need you and we love you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, Art, thank you for joining us today. It's been a, a, an emotionally charged visit, uh, talking about senior adults, which I, I know senior adults quite well, and uh, so grateful you're in that space. And we're excited to hear about the great work you're doing uh, in Bandera, and uh, which uh, most folks know is God's country, uh, and it certainly is, so... Uh, Thank you uh, for all you do at Silver Sage. Listeners, we're always grateful for you. We hope you've been encouraged by the work uh, being done in our community to improve the lives of our neighbors. As always, you can catch our episodes anywhere you get your podcast or by visiting Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio's website, bhfsa.org forward slash together for good. We'll be back next week with another great conversation about health matters and the work of our nonprofits in our area. God bless and take care, everyone thank you for tuning in today for together for good we hope you've been encouraged uplifted and inspired until our next time together may the lord bless and keep you and in all things to god be the glory